Have you ever been at a buffet or potluck when your eyes were bigger than your stomach and you put so much on your plate that there was no way you could eat it at all? That can also be true spiritually. When people want to take on so much in their quest that they end up getting overwhelmed and going nowhere. More and bigger aren't always the best. But there is something about us that at times seems to think so. Most of the fast food chains have large and extra large and some places let you supersize. And did you know that we have at least 13 sizes of olives here in the United States and that the middle size is jumbo? Today, we're not going to talk about big things like death and transformative grace, social justice, and certainly not the presidential race. Today, we're going to consider little things. A few years ago, during rush hour traffic in San Francisco, traffic was tied up in one area as far as the eye could see. A traffic signal at a major intersection had gone out. Thousands of commuters were late for work, and tempers flared amidst the cacophony of horns and people yelling out their car windows. An electrician was quickly dispatched to the scene, and when he removed the cover plate to the signal box, he quickly discerned the problem. A gnat had crawled into the box and squeezed between two contact points, shorting out the wire that controlled the signal. So thousands of people had their day disrupted because of a minuscule insect. So what is it that bugs you? Some of you may remember the Benny Hill show. There wasn't very much redeeming in his British humor. But he said something that I've never forgotten. He said, it's not the big things in life that get you. It's the little things. You can sit on a mountain, but not on a pin. Think about a lot of the things that get to you in life. I suspect a good deal of them are little things. Waiting in traffic can certainly be one of them. Squeezing the toothpaste from the top, bottom, or middle. Does the toilet paper roll from the top or the bottom? Do the kids or grandkids make their beds without being asked? Solicitation phone calls during dinner or any time. Back when we could regularly eat out, was the service under par or food served cold? And what about the annoying habits of others? Someone constantly playing with their hair, chewing their food too loudly or with their mouth open, or worse, chewing their fingernails. Some people make mountains out of molehills, but I suggest that sometimes we need to make molehills out of mountains, especially when things get blown out of proportion. Sometimes little things just happen. You get a pinprick, and if it festers, can become infected and cause real pain. There are little things that happen and little things that don't. Aaron Burr would have become president if he had received one more vote. Alexander Solzhenitsyn was a single person who stood against the whole Soviet Union with just a pen. One more vote would have impeached Andrew Jackson. If that doesn't tell you about the significance of little things, no, imagine how this employee felt when his boss said, no, Max Baxter, you're not being replaced by a computer, only a microchip.
I'm sure you can think of some little things in your life that at the time seemed insignificant, but in retrospect made a big difference. One little word of encouragement. Someone staying with you just a little longer when those moments helped you hold on that little extra that was needed to pull you through a really tough time. When I look back on life, there are certainly some big memories associated with big events. But more often, there are lots of little ones associated with people and feelings which cause me to reflect that life isn't so much a little bundle of big things, but a big bundle of little things. The little things. Let's look for a moment at the importance of little things other people do for us. I don't know about you, but I've missed some of them. Like handshakes, hugs, in-person smiles, and conversations, along with kind gestures of allowing you to go in front of someone in a shopping line or at a stop sign. Having a door opened, an elevator held, or just a warm greeting from a total stranger. The little things others do for us. Now let's consider the little things we do for others. At home, it might be the dishes, picking up, hearing once, gee, it would be nice if you could do such and such a project, and quietly, unbeknownst to the other, you simply do it. The problem for me up here at the cabin is that some of those little projects end up taking hours. There are many things we do for our family or close loved ones, but you know, that's a given. One doesn't have to be a Christian to do little things for one's family. Our actions need to go beyond our close little circle. It can extend to our neighbors and hopefully in the not too distant future, our church. You remember the slogan going around a number of years ago that encouraged us to do random acts of kindness. But why should they be random? How about practicing regular acts of kindness all the time? Just little deeds of kindness, along with love and cheer, can place a rainbow in the sky each day throughout the year. There are so many little things just waiting to be done. So many little golden deeds before the setting sun. Today is here, so use it well. How fast the moments fly. Don't leave undone the kind little things that bring rainbows to the sky. The philosopher William James was a great thinker and had a terrifically large intellect. And here's what he said toward the end of his life. I'm done with great things and big things, great organizations and big successes, and I am for those tiny, invisible, molecular forces which work from individual to individual, creeping in through the crannies of the world like so many rootlets or like the capillary oozing of water, but which, if you give them time, will make an enormous difference." You remember Jesus' parable of the mustard seed, so tiny and yet it grows big enough to serve an important purpose. 
I don't fully understand how I came to have faith and how it's grown over the years, but I do know it has. And I also know that when my little life was exposed to many of the right things, like my parents taking me to church Sunday after Sunday, the faithful church school teachers who prepared the lessons we had each Sunday, and the care and support of many other people in my home church, I did grow and branch out spiritually. Faith is like a tiny mustard seed. It may seem small and insignificant, but in the end, it can make all the difference in the world. In our text, Michael read, a very little thing happened, yet Jesus noticed it. And we often refer to this as the widow's might, the story of the widow's might, as that was the unit of measure used for small coins in the first century. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in all that she had to live on. But my, what significance in that little gift, that little act. The widow's might, the might of a widow, was mightier than what we so often focus on as might, strength, power, and prestige. Jesus was in effect saying, don't overlook the little things. At Christmas time, we sing, O little town of Bethlehem. Little, not big. Jesus was not born in the big, central, mighty, important city of Jerusalem, but in little old Bethlehem. There will always be time to consider the big things in life, and they usually bang us right in the face. But for today, God in Jesus Christ is reminding us that the little things really do matter. For it is often in the little things of life, of faith, and of the world that God slips in, in more important ways than we'll ever know, as summer keeps unfolding. Don't forget to pay attention. And thanks be to God for the little things. Amen.